Let's play Major League Baseball. I was hoping you and your friends could tell me something about baseball strategy. The only thing I know about strategy is that whatever the manager does, it's wrong. Unless it works, in which case he's a button pusher. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Outfield Concourse Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Fountas, and we're going to go really quick to start because back with us is Casey Boguslaw. Welcome back, Casey. And also with us is Tyler. Read your at 14. Okay, so Casey's back. He's only got a little bit of time because he's busy, as our announcement per last week. New dad time is three. Uh, but we're glad he came on. And you can follow him on Twitter at Casey Boguslaw. Follow us on Twitter at Concourse Pod, follow Tyler on Twitter at Region Rat 14 and of course the main show, just search the Outfield Concourse, your favorite podcast at, app, and hit subscribe. So we just had a game where the Sox lost to the Dodgers, and that's not that big of a deal, lose to a really good team, but everything that happened in the game from the, I, I'll just let Casey go, where, where, he, where he ranks this on dumb <laughs> manager decisions and all this other stuff and everything you want to talk about, so... Because yeah. Casey's only got like 10, 15 minutes. We'll can let we just, Casey start. Can we clarify what what decision today was? Well, the we're worst? gonna let we're gonna let Casey go first, and we're gonna kind of wrap around. Well, we're gonna wrap yeah. around. Ta- so well, Casey's yeah. up first. That's perfect, Tyler. And uh, you know, I, I wanted to say I'm, I'm I'm here tonight for two different reasons. Number one, because I missed Boredom. you guys, and uh, <laughs> number two, because uh, I have some thoughts that are just boiling in my insides that I want to get out. You know, I actually wasn't really available to watch much of today's game. Um, I did have a pediatrician appointment for the little one, and I heard the fifth inning in the car uh, with AJ Pierzynski in the booth, which was quite interesting. So the two Jake Berger misplays, um, I heard AJ's take on them, which was pretty interesting. Um, and then, what were they? I wasn't listening to the radio. What were they? Um, I mean, he thought he could, he should have gotten both of them. I mean, they they kind of said, you know, the the backhand play in the first play was tough, but they they said, and I, Tyler, I saw your tweets like, he, Berger really screwed up the Trey Turner play. He just let the ball play him, and with Trey Turner, I mean, it's obviously a very very difficult play for anyone to make, but he really did not play it like a third baseman should, um, and AJ was all over it. Um, I thought AJ, I, I actually caught AJ in the booth with the TV guys before I left. And then I went and I turned on the radio and he was with them in the radio. So I thought that was kind of funny. But I, I like AJ Brzezinski a lot. And I, I thought he he's blunt and he, he tells you exactly how he sees it from the player player perspective. Um, but he thought that Berger was much to blame for those two things. The other weird thing, I mean, now that we're on this, um, that, that just ha- happened that inning as well. The Freddie Freeman double sees through the same pitch twice in a row. And a changeup that he never really throws, and they said how awesome it was the first pitch that he threw because he rarely ever throws a changeup, and it completely fooled Freddie Freeman. And then he went right back to it, which that's a mess up on somebody's part, probably Yaz's. Uh, why would you completely fool a guy and then say like, "Oh, I know what he he won't expect me to do it again"? That doesn't make much sense. But okay, that Cease and Burger are not really my problem here. Um, you know, it's it's Tony, and, and you know we'll get to the sixth inning now. And you know, so I come back to my phone after my pediatrician appointment, and I see that actually when I got in my car, I heard the home run call for Max Muncy. So I had no idea what else happened. 
um, at that point because I was driving. <laughs> my wife and the baby are in the back seat. I drive home, not looking at my phone because I'm a responsible driver. <laughs> and then I get back and I see all the text messages from you two. And I go on to Twitter and I see that there was an intentional walk handed out in a one-two count. And all of Twitter, and literally, I feel like it was all of Twitter, was a buzz. Um, you're getting stuff from national accounts, Ken Rosenthal, Jeff Passan. Everyone was criticizing this call. And it brings me back to when Tony was hired. And no one believed it. And we were the butt of the jokes as White Sox fans, you know, feeling part of this White Sox organization. And it brings me back to the Yerman Mercedes incident last year. It's just like our team is the butt of the joke. And that sucks. Um, just as a fan and someone who pours a lot of their time and effort and energy into watching them and doing this podcast, it just sucks. And I don't know why he's our manager. I mean, I do know why. Um, it just sucks for the reasons why he is, that no one can do anything about it. And it's hard to be a White Sox fan right now. It really is. I don't get what happened today. I don't get why Larry Garcia hit leadoff yesterday. The only reasons why is because Tony Larusa is the White Sox manager, and there's nothing anyone can do about it. End rant. <laughs> there you go. Okay. There was a, a bunch of other managerial issues with the game regardless so there's a couple before I look to get to Tyler kind of because he has a list of things I saw he posted so we'll get to it but before that re- regards to the press conference post game Tony was pretty defiant saying how can you know what, what do you think and of course th- this was the right call like how, why would you question that he was like baffled and to me that's that's just dumb like just, I think if he said like it was a gut feeling and it, it backfired yeah you'd yeah. be pissed but you'd be like all right like whatever like you know if you're you know, it happens. I get it. Like, we'd be pissed, but we wouldn't be as so, pissed. He's so, so focused on all of his decisions. I made the joke on Twitter after the game that does he base all of his life decisions on handedness? Because that's all he's going off of. He's not looking at yeah. any advanced stat. You can just tell. He is only yeah. looking at lefty righty. But that's this is Gavin Sheets continues to play every day against lefties. And why yep. Andrew Vaughn sits as much as he does against righties, why Lurie Garcia is batting leadoff against left or against righties. It's all he just sees the L or R on the scorecard, and that's all he's going off of. Yeah. Do it's you think so Tony obvious. understands what a reverse split is? No, because I do not. And I was wondering because, that, like, were there reverse splits in the eighties? Like yeah. you know, or, or wouldn't right. were reverse splits just like seen as as like some sort of magic? Like if a player was able to defy the odds of a, of a reverse split they they just you know were a superstar i, I don't know but it, yeah it he, seems like the concept is foreign to him yeah and even going into today i mean even like a guy like bennett Sousa, who i don't really understand why bennett is in a game where yeah. you well, that, could really use a win um, and you're down one run or yeah i think they were down six five at the time correct mm-hmm. um bennett Sousa going into today has a better ops against righties than lefties um, and like, I think if you, if you are down, if you're up one, two in the count against, um, Turner today and you're like, you know what, maybe, maybe we'll like just throw a couple pitchers that yeah, throw stuff in the dirt. swings at them, yeah. like, yeah. great. You I mean, like the difference way, between a guy on the way that advantage, you cannot, yeah, you, you can't just forfeit it. I mean, like, and Tony punted on another game, another game and punting on games when you're eight games up in the division is is what it is, but 
when you're chasing the Twins who just will not go away, you have to try to win the games that are winnable. Like, the White Sox aren't in every game. So you can punt the games and use Benetusa in the games that yeah. you're just not going to win. Well, I, like- I don't understand it. And this, like, I I mean, like, part is, like, they definitely, Tony definitely left Cease in too long. And I think more so for, not just because of Cease, but because, like, do you want your rookie third baseman to wear this game and Tony had no problems doing it like that's wow. the perfect time to bring Matt Foster in and say you know what Jake Berger's mental ability to stay in this game and move on is way more important than Dylan C's pitching his 108th 109th and 110th pitches it's just bad managing over and over and over and over again and that's something you know that is is probably not fair to critique but it's definitely something I was thinking about like there, there comes a time where, like, Dylan Cease very clearly was not trusting his defense, and rightfully so. So, of course, he was going to get whacked, and he started losing his release point. He was overthrowing. It was obvious to me, and I'm, like, just a dude on the internet. Like, if it's obvious to me, how is it not obvious to the people who are in charge of the White Sox? And, yeah, and, it, and here's the thing, Tyler. Tyler, me and you were texting last night, and, I, and I'm probably going to leave after this, guys. I'm sorry that I can't be here for the whole show, but... Um, one thing that me and you texted about yesterday was I said to you, we were talking about the guys getting healthy, like Eloy coming back, Tim coming back, Lance Lynn coming back around the corner. And I said to you that, like, why does it matter? <laughs> because it's still Tony at the helm. Like, these mistakes are going to happen. Yes, some of them will be able to be, um, you know, played over. Like, even right, today. Which they I did mean, last they year. Came, and in today, they came back. I mean, like, Berger, right. God bless him, you know. He got over his air and hit a home run. And dude's on fire. I have no issue with him playing third base every day. I don't care about the defense if he's going to hit a home run every day. I'll gladly take that trade. Um, and But I just – and I mean, the, the Eloy status aside, I, I just – I don't see – I laid out the lineup today on Twitter, and I, a lineup that I really think looks amazing that, you know, on paper, granted – you know, it's still Grandal and uh, Makata. When I tweeted out that, you know, I have them 8-9 right now just because of how they're hitting right now. But the lineup is still stacked as hell if he's playing all the right guys. Um, you know, and that's when Tim comes back too. But even with that happening, I, I still don't really have enough faith in the starting rotation. Cease has these innings every single game. Giolito seems to have one of these innings every single game. And then you just have Tony, like, lurking over everything. And it's, you who's know, your every- second? Who's Who's your second baseman in these lineups? I had yo, uh, you know, because so, and I know that I've I've actually been very much an advocate of yo has to stay at third because of when he made that initial switch. You know, the White Sox came out and said it was for his focus, for his mental focus at the plate. Why do we care about that anymore? Dude can't. Do I just think he's the plate. I, I, I think that he's a better third baseman than a second baseman. So if I'm gonna. If I'm going to mess with the, I play I, Burger at second. Well, if that's and if that's who you kept this, in, Tyler, like, I think. Granted, this is giving the White Sox way too much credit. I think that Jake Burger has not been converted into a second baseman because they are worried about his Achilles tendon, and he can't make those pivots. And is stuff. that I, right? Know, but he they played him a ton in AAA last year, right? Not a maybe, ton, but like maybe enough to he wasn't comfortable. Maybe it was sure. You know, no, I, I, I guess that's Yo, fair. I mean, like Yo played second. I had an article sent to me. I was talking to uh, our buddy K. Andrew Deffley on that. He sent me this uh, the, uh, article from 2019 when they made the switch 
um, that he said, like, Yo said, I want to stay a second baseman for the rest of my career. Like, you know, I, that's four years ago now at this point, or three years ago. I, I, I don't know if it's going to happen. I, I think that just if you plant Jake Berger at third base, Yo, let him let Yo lose a couple pounds and just be an athlete and be a really good second baseman, a slap hitter, and a guy who could steal bases because the power's gone. I, I am I'm convinced. I, I just it's been two years now. It's been well, it's three years. I mean, he had COVID in 2020 and there was no power in in 2020 as well. It's been since Manikino came. I don't know if that's a direct correlation because he got COVID around the same time as well, but. I don't know. I'm my stock level on Yoamankata is really low right now, so I'd rather just let's see if we can convert him into something that's useful right now on this team. There is no second baseman on this team, but Mankata has done it, and we've seen him do it. Uh, I I, I want to see them try that. So that was my lineup. Uh, I, I don't know, but like I you know the the main point to get back to here, Tyler, and you know I'll leave you guys on this. I'll listen to your response, and then I'll. Probably say my farewell. Hang up, but and, li- just, hang up and listen, like the yeah, sports radio yeah. guy. <laughs> but it's just even if this team is healthy, and and it, yeah, that's a big if because <laughs> Lance Lynn sucked yesterday in Charlotte. Eloy got hurt yesterday in Charlotte. Who the hell knows when these guys are coming back? Um, and then who knows when the next injury is going to happen? Obviously, Burger leaves the day hurt. Um, cramps, so not hurt. He, cramps, okay. which that's. I mean, it's a total. But he, if they, this they team is one hundred percent, they pulled him. If this team is 100% healthy, which they were in the postseason last year, does it matter? It doesn't matter with Tony. Maybe. I guess we'll see. I mean, like, I'd I'd like to find out, I guess. Well, of course. We want to be in the postseason, but it's just like, it's that thing lurking in my head right now that I just hate. Oh, I I mean, like, what's, I guess, like, as a fan, what's worse? Just the team losing the rest of the season or Tony inevitably blowing in the postseason, which is... I mean, like, um, I don't know how I don't know how I recover from that. Yeah, if it I, happens, I, I mean, this sounds way too uh, greedy or something like that because this is a franchise until last year that had never made back-to-back postseason appearances, and that's I have said. I don't know if I've said it on this podcast. I've certainly tweeted it that all I want is a team that makes the postseason every year. So I feel like a hypocrite saying I choose the former rather than the latter that you laid out. That. Um, I think it would be less painful, I guess, to continue this losing crap and not make the postseason and then have a hope that Tony walks away because God knows he's not going to get fired Then, rather than, you know, make the postseason, lose in the first round because somebody got hurt or some bad luck bullshit reason that they, you know, can use to say, we're going to give Tony another shot. Well, at some point, Tony's going to age himself. <laughs> he's just not going to be able to wake up for games. Uh, you think so. Really quick, before you hop off, the, the main frustrating thing, I think, for fans besides all this is in comparison to expectations, the team's bad. But in comparison to actuality where they are, they're five, four games out of the lo- yeah. in loss column by Minnesota. Minnesota's currently playing the Yankees. The Yankees are making a little bit of a comeback. The Yankees are only down by two now in the fifth inning. So they could be down still three in the loss column. And then Minnesota could I, – I could see the Sox winning two out of three versus the Rangers and then the Twins losing two out of three versus the Rays. And all of a sudden you're back in it. It's frustrating. And that's yeah. why I laugh when we're all like thinking, I'm done with this team. And they went like, well, I guess I'm sticking with it. Like if they were the Royals and had well, 18 wins, we could just, okay, let's just fire everyone, start over. But they're 
hanging they, around. Yeah, they did, they did win a series of Tampa. Give them credit. Year. You know, yeah, exactly. they won They're one game against year. Los Angeles. Uh, you know, Kopech was amazing, and they had one good inning of hitting. Um, mm-hmm. And then you know, let's see. I guess against Houston, and then you know, the Twins you know, coming up at the beginning of next month. But it just. I don't know. Something's got to give. I just want to see. They, I, w- they, I would love to see some changes. I mean, Rick Conahan came out and said, like, yeah, we have these middle infielders that we're excited about, but now's not the time. Why? Why? I, Options? I don't know. I, I don't know how that so all I, I, I mean, it's really – the time is because I, I – this is just me speculating that Yolbert Sanchez they don't think is the guy and they don't think Lennon Sosa is ready to make the jump. Yeah. And, like – you're not going to waste a 40-man spot on Yolbert Sanchez if you know he's not the guy, right? Like, I mean, then, they're just not going to do it. Then do something at second base. Just do something. I mean, they should. They should They should try things. I mean, like, Cubs especially— probably give you Madrigal the, back if you want him. He's not doing anything. Well, yeah, he's back in—I mean, like, and I think that the frustrating thing is, like, Danny Mendick's very clearly better than Josh Harrison and Leary, and if Tim Anderson wasn't hurt, he'd be rotting away in AAA, too. It's just like— right. Do something, it's anything, gonna, yeah. just shake yeah. something up. I mean, I, Eloy is really just delaying the inevitable for all of us. That we we were all kind of speculating on what will be the roster move. It should be Gavin Sheets, absolutely, one hundred percent. I don't. I've argued with you that not really argued with you, Tyler, but just kind of converse with you that I think Gavin Sheets is going to stay on this roster solely because of that L next to his I, name in the lineup card. I, I, yeah, I just and it doesn't I'm, stand for yeah, losing. Yep. <laughs> The only the only way that happens, I think, is if Berger like goes down. That's the only move. Yeah, that's well, it. And I don't think that happens. So, but uh, yeah, I, well, we'll see. All right, guys. Uh, thanks so much for right, for accommodating for me. I look forward to listening to the rest of the show uh, when you guys post this. But uh, thanks, White Sox fans, for letting me listen to me rant. And uh, hopefully, I can be back for a full show uh, whenever the next time we record. Probably next week, like always. We'll, we'll figure it out. We'll work on your schedule, Casey. Go go take care of stuff and maybe take a nap or something. All right. Thanks, guys. See you, Casey. All right. All right. And Casey is – is he leaving the call? Is he still on? This is very technical. Casey's still there. He's like my dad calling me how to do stuff. All right. There he goes. Okay. So today they lost, but we could talk about yesterday's loss uh, as well. This series they lost two or three of the Dodgers. Which isn't crazy surprising, uh, especially last night when they lost four to one. But I don't know. What, do you, any games you want? Anything you want to talk about yesterday's loss? Any highlights or uh, lowlights? I, I guess. So it's just. I mean, it's just the same old, same old with the White Sox. I mean, like they give up a couple runs early and then they're like dead dogs always. I mean, it's well, so yeah. They, I mean, they, they, they were, but they were getting guys on base. It seemed like too. And they had, I'm trying to pull up the box score here. I mean, they had, I don't know if they had guys on base. They had five base runners. So. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Well, so looking it up here, it was a four to one loss. There was Cueto gave up a couple runs in the first two innings. And that was like, you said it, but they were facing a pitcher that looking at the matchup, you kind of expected it. And Tony Gonsolin, did I pronounce his last name? Yeah, he's currently seven and zero with a one point five no, ERA. Like he's Gonsolin. one of the best pitchers in the league right now. So you kind of expect to be struggling against him, but not to be like okay, one run, like maybe scrap across a couple, but they couldn't do that. I mean, I, I'm fine. Like giving, getting one run in six innings against Gonsolin is what it is, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's that's fine. It's the just 
it, they're just pathetic. I mean, I don't know how else to put the White Sox right now, but they're they're just pathetic. Well, they're, like, I, they're I, at bats you know, are pathetic. I, I think you have to categorize that because they're pathetic in as a, as a team right now because everything going wrong. Like today, they scored a bunch of runs, but they kicked the ball around. And even uh, Bennett Sosa, before he gave up that home run and before being in there, he he had a play to first base where he didn't field it properly. Uh, he didn't, right. he didn't I mean, field oh, the position fun, properly. And I think that's maybe like the most frustrating thing as a fan is I don't even know what the coaching staff does because well, what can you do with when the guy like he's a professional baseball, you should know where to be. Like, what are you supposed to do with that? Like he has to know that he's been doing that since he's nine years old. If he's been a sure. pitcher, but I, I guess to me, I guess to me, it's why all of a sudden is there these problems where those problems the, didn't the Sox really have exist always had year. fundamentals problems since I can remember. I can't remember the last time that wasn't an issue with whoever the manager, whoever the coaching staff was from Robin <laughs> to, to Renteria to this. Uh, it just it seems like it's always been a thing, and they always say we're going to work on fundamentals, and then this happens. And maybe this is something that happens a lot across the league. We don't focus as much, but it just seems like it's highlighted a lot. So I will year. say this, and this this relates to today, as as you brought it up on the runs last year, the Sox went sixty eight and seven when scoring five plus runs. They are now nine and seven when doing it this year. Well, they're going to have to go 60. on a hell of a run to, to match last year. Yeah, so, I mean, the, the team just sucks. They're, I, I don't know if it gets better. Um, and I, I, I don't know. The, I don't know the answer, and I don't know I don't know what, well, they got, what the really? right course of action is. I know what I would do, and it would start with being firing the hitting coach. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's you have to just try it, right? Like, you're, you can't replace 26 guys and— a week, but you you can. Does the Sox can ever fired a hitting coach in the past like twenty years in the year? Well, they fired. No, I don't think they've ever fired. I don't think I, anyone it, in my lifetime in the year. There's always been. I remember there were always calls fired Greg Walker and, and all this other stuff, but mm-hmm. it was never during the year. So I no, I can't think. I don't think they fired anyone in my lifetime in the year. I mean, they traded Ozzy on like the last day of the season. Or did whatever, Bevington make it? Was he fired before that? Or did, I mean, Bevington. Last managed the White Sox when I was like six. I'll have to so. look him up, but I remember. Yeah, I remember my dad hated him more than anybody in the world. I mean, he was. He also fell just... asleep in a game once too. If I well, remember correctly, I mean, it feels like Tony falls asleep. He doesn't know. He, that's the thing. It would be better if he fell asleep because some of these decisions wouldn't have been made. Someone else would have I, been paying attention instead of him. I guess, like to me, and like this is my problem with the coaching staff is: does Tony just have all yes men? And like, who who's not telling him? Hey, they might like, be telling him that. Shelley, but What's they the might be. Of, but it's his decision. At the end of the day, he's in charge. But, they might be. But uh, his, he, they, they, if if people aren't presenting him with information, then that's an organizational thing. Like right, they, and that's like I guess that's my point because he had no idea that um, he had no idea about the splits, reverse splits yeah. today. Like he like what's the point of any of this? Like he had no idea that Trey Turner's. Um, Slash line with a one-two count is 197, 204, 304. And Max Muncy's career versus lefties is 251, 365, 492. Like, how does he not know those? Like, what's the point of Shelly Duncan if he's not saying, Tony, pause, this is why this is a bad move? Like, what's the point of him? I mean, truly, there isn't. that's the whole point of the bench coach existing is to say, hey, you know, Max Muncy mashes lefties. Like, he has reverse splits, Tony. Like, you have to treat him like he is a right-handed batter. And I, I just, I don't, I, there's, and this is just not, this isn't just a Tony problem. It's an organizational problem. Yeah. 
No, it it again, and that's it, at the end of the day, I'm fine with putting 100% of the blame on the manager because at the end of the day, there's one person in charge and it's him, and the organiz and Rick Hahn or whatever. But if the coaching staff is screwing up, whatever. But he's still in charge at the end of the day, so these are his decisions to wear. And he's defending them weirdly, so whatever. Uh, there is now starting to become a national call-out, which someone, I think, posted on Twitter about. This is kind of what happened with the Bears, with Mark Tresman. Like, he started getting the Bears were called out nationally. It took them to fire him. Granted, he made it through yeah, the year, I think, but it was just a yeah, national I, embarrassment. Like, you had, to, you had to do something. Yeah, and Tony's kind of had these a couple of these decisions, right? Like, he's had a few of these where national reporters were like, this is a, fire, a fireable offense. That gets think, thrown on a lot, but I don't think there's a single fireable offense. This is just a uh, a bear, a bucket of them. This is yeah, just I mean, one. If, if today was like there's several fireable. If offenses, the Sox right? were, if were eight games up and like he's been having it, like Coney was like an uneventful year. This is just a screw up, and it sucks. Like you call him out on it, but he's not fireable. But this is just a bucket of things that happen in this series alone. And I think it was the in Dodgers brought alone. the Dodgers broadcast calling out about talking about yesterday's game. How okay in today's lineup. You know, very few guys can get four at bats, and you want Larry Garcia to be one of those guys to get four at bats. Like that's what yeah, you're saying with I, this it, lineup. Yeah, it, it, I mean, if you don't have a leadoff hitter, just pretend one doesn't exist, right? Like, yeah, just play what's the best, better for best Andrew Vaughn yeah. to lead off the game or have Andrew Vaughn lead AJ, off the game? I, with AJ one Pollock out the should have led off the game. Like, AJ, yeah, it's totally fine. Like, I don't, I don't get it. I, yeah, and it, it's and again, like you don't want to put Yaz there because he's he's not hitting or Moncada's not hitting. I get all that stuff, but hit Adam Engel there. At least he's fast. Like if he does get on base, he can. But like just bat Andrew Vaughn lead off. Just slide everyone down. Okay. If if you know it's going to be, Leary's going to get out right. Like that's going to happen. So mm-hmm. you're going to start with one out and Andrew Vaughn leading off an inning, or no outs and Andrew Vaughn leading off the inning. I don't really, I don't really get it. Um, it's just he's it's it's. It's old guy manager feel stuff like yeah. crashy like this is my my way type of thing and we've already seen a couple there's been two high profile firings of these older I guess Madden Madden's not really an old manager he was one of the first kind of new school managers they called it but really when you watched right. him closely we found out here in Chicago he's not that uh, much of a new school manager he is very much yeah. a feel guy uh, so he was let go in Anaheim or Los Angeles of Anaheim. And then Joe Girardi fired from the Phillies, and he was brought in to take a team that needed to settle down and be, be taught how to win, et cetera, and it didn't work. And that's the exact same thing that happened to the Sox, and I don't think the ownership is going to fire Tony La Russa, but it's getting close to the point where he might be asked to step down type of thing. Like, somebody posted on Twitter, too, that why, why even come back, La Russa? Like, you, had, you won a World Series last year, right? Had a nice job in California working in baseball and were a Hall of Fame manager and no one would have thought anything anything of you. And now your last kind of memory is, or lasting impressions, is these dumb decisions. And unless they turn it around and win a World Series, that's kind of what he's going to be remembered by. Maybe he doesn't yeah, care, and I, and I but think, that's like, just what's happening. I mean, just the every one of his interviews is, if it is... Um, does if it has any tangible sense of words that exist together, he's wrong. I, I can't think of a time where he's actually been right about anything other than like defending Tim Anderson against Josh Donaldson. But as far as like baseball, I, I, I just can't really think of a time where any of his decision making he defends with anything other than slurred words and being wrong. 
I mean, well, it's 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 just really frustrating as a White Sox fan. I don't, I don't take any. That, I, I know what we want like post game stuff, but Kays and I talk. I don't take anything. Pretty much any manager says seriously on a on a. Uh, no, I, and I think that's fine. Thing. Just like just like it's the idea that like he says things that like don't even make any sense. But with that's words just together. well, they don't make sense when you're def- when you're trying to defend something that doesn't make sense. It's not going to make sense. So, no, I, I just I just don't like don't like sometimes he uses words together in a sentence that in any sense would make sense. Like he, it's just in well, your incoherent. Home, your homework assignments next week is to make a, a, uh, an audio clip mix of some press conference stuff. So, uh, we'll, I will, I will, we'll, it will just be we'll, drunken Tony LaRusso. We'll jump off the LaRusso thing and talk about, uh, some more baseball stuff that's happened sure. in the past. Uh, so we can talk about the win with Michael Kopech again, going six innings, only giving up one hit, striking out eight against a Dodgers lineup that despite not being as good as advertised to start of the season, are still a lineup to be reckoned with. And Kopech so far has really stepped up into becoming the ace he was touted to be years ago. We'll see if he can stay healthy throughout it, but every t- he's he's become appointment viewing as a pitcher. Oh, yeah, I mean, the, the pitching staff, I, not just Michael Kopech, the pitching staff was unreal on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Um, we had started and finished with Kopech. I mean, his line speaks for herself. Six strong, one hit, one walk, eight strikeouts. I do think that, like, you know, part of that, like, mature maturity is getting ahead of counts, which, which he probably pitches seven innings if he, he yeah, attacks Yeah, because he ended up throwing 98. Early. Yeah, he threw 98 pitches. So the, the pull yeah. him after six, you kind of had to. Yeah, oh, for sure. Like, that that's the right call. Um, but that's, like, just some maturity of trusting your FU stuff, which he has. When he, when he has that FU stuff, just, like, Dare them to hit it. Yeah, AJ um, Przinsky on the TV broadcast was talking today about the pitching staff, and he said he's like, if they could just figure out how to not to walk guys, he's like, they wouldn't, they'd be untouchable one through the staff, and it's true. Like you just don't walk guys and trust your stuff, and don't overthrow like Cease did today. They're going to be untouchable. Uh, yeah, I mean, and yeah, Reynaldo had like a one blue pip and gave up one real hit. Um, Bummer came in and walked a guy and he got a little hairy in the seventh inning. Um, but he did strike the, the next guy out, yeah. Yeah, and then he struck that. I mean, like, I and then you know, Graveman was great. He gave up two hits, but he like had really good stuff. Um, so that was like just weird. Like he gave up mm-hmm. two hits, but he had good stuff. So I, I, I don't know. And then Hendricks was just he he walked a guy, but again was just lights out. He walked like the first guy, and everyone was like, "Oh, this is why you don't bring closers into a non-safe situation." I think you could put Liam Hendricks in any situation and he would just shove mm-hmm. um he's he's unreal and really has settled down yeah i mean it was nice and the white Sox didn't hit well they only had seven hits but they just so happened to all be in the sixth inning um, aj pollock was, have it, himself a series against his former teams so. right i think that's like, that that's like if i'm a dodgers fan that's a dave roberts absolute mess yeah. up bringing in bringing in david price to face bennett or to face gavin sheets who can't hit anybody which allowed you to pinch hit AJ Pollock, um, and AJ Pollock doubled down the line, and a couple other guys. Burger I think had a hit right, and then yep. McGuire singled, and it was four nothing. And you just felt like the game was over because you felt like. And this is again, I mean, you just felt like it was over, right? Like after six innings, this was where I became a little bit frustrated with Tony. Is like you. He does this all the time where he pitches the guy he should pitch, but he does it too late. So, like, Aaron Bummer should just start that inning. 
Like, you're going to pitch Aaron Bummer, pitch Aaron Bummer in, in the seventh. Like, they just have him start the seventh. Like, he let Reynaldo get in a little trouble. Reynaldo did get a double play um, and then gave up another hit. And that, like, it turned out okay. But just pitch Aaron Bummer to start the inning. If he's going to be your seventh inning guy, just pitch him. He did it today. He waited, he waited too long. And he even quoted himself. He said, we needed Matt Foster and Reynaldo to, to give up, to get only get one out. It's like, but Tony, you have the option to pitch him sooner. You you can pitch these guys before it's too late, and he always does it, and it drives me nuts because then all of a sudden Aaron Bummer walks one guy, and the tie runs in the on-deck circle. You don't need to make it this difficult all the time. But then Aaron Bummer pitches, right? And just have him pitch the whole inning, and he does it so consistently. It makes my head hurt. The other, then the other series, the Sox coming into the series won two out of three in Tampa. So you're feeling pretty good that uh, yeah. that you beat a team on the road in the AL East and the Tampa Bay Rays, who have really settled down after kind of having a goofy start. They've been playing they, a lot they better. Were actually, yeah, like, they were winning. The White Sox were three in a row, right? Yeah, they, they were one Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. So the Sox, the, the Rays, I think are like ten games over right now. So the Rays are winning. That the first, the uh, the last game of the series, the Sox scored six runs in the first two innings, and then that's all they scored. Uh, thankfully, they were able to hold on and win that game. You know, th- that's something where this was a game where they had so many chances to kind of put the Rays away. And, like, mm-hmm. if you score maybe one more run, it's 7 yeah. nothing. It's kind of like, okay, Tampa's it's probably going to punt. It's a getaway game. Tampa's probably going to punt the game. Right. And say, yeah, okay. Oh, yeah, they were definitely ready to throw their, mm-hmm. you know, the front end of the bullpen. And the Sox just let them hang around. I, I don't. They stranded. Out they didn't let like, them. They just. They just couldn't. They were didn't do it on purpose. Right. They just were bad. A bad no, no, no. situational they let them hitting. Hang around yeah. by not putting them away. Right. Yeah. I mean, yes. This is the classic white. I, and it's this year. It's they becoming can't get a more. Hit. Yeah. It's come. It's becoming more and more. Um, it's setting in more and more that like this team just isn't very good. Um, and I don't know. Like they have talent, so they can always turn it around. But I've said it before. It just feels like a team that never gets going and. Unless, it, unless you shake something up, I, if, I don't know the answer. It's just annoying, too, because if they they were up today, they, and we're going back to today, they win the series today, you win back-to-back series against two really good teams. You feel really, really good going in the series versus the Rangers. Do. Like, it's and completely like, like different the, tone. The Toronto series is an afterthought, which, yeah. you know, I'm sure we, we should talk about, where they just got absolutely embarrassed. And there's not much to say other than, yeah, I mean, they they really... Um, they just felt just so bad. Um, again, like Giolito got absolutely lit up. This is uh, the Toronto series, by the way. This is the Toronto. Yeah, we can just recap this one mm-hmm. quick because there's not really anything to talk about. Um, and this was the Kopech fight. He got touched up against the Blue Jays, mm-hmm. um, which was, you know, disconcerting because he seemed to be the only one pitching well. And then... I forget in game three, maybe you can remind me. That was Johnny Cueto who who pitched fine. I mean, he, yeah, he gave up I a couple runs early, but as, a yeah. fi- as your number five, Johnny Cueto was basically if Cueto doesn't pitch another inning this year, his signing's already a, a win because of what he's given you so far. Yeah, yeah, Johnny acquisition. And that's, you know, I think that's where like the Lance Lynn injury may come as a blessing in disguise because when you get Lance Lynn back, I think you're going to have five guys that are going to give you a chance to win it every single day. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have a back end of the bullpen, which if I don't know if Tony decides to use the the 
I mean, with Foster, Bummer, um, Kelly, Graveman, and Hendricks, like, I'll take those five to war with me mm-hmm. every single day of the week. I think Reynaldo's good enough to keep you around games as well. Yeah, he could be um, a guy that could come in in the fifth inning if he, your starter can go through, yeah. Sure, he's the guy that should be pitching when you're down two runs. He's he's that guy. He's that guy that should be. And then, like, you just have Vince and Jose Ruiz just kind of, like, mop up when you need them. Stop pitching these guys in, like, important situations. And part of that, like, we can go back to the Rays series. Um, if they, on Sunday, if they just put the Rays away, you don't have to waste some of your your bullpen innings from your back-end guys. And you don't have to do those kind of things. And, like, that's why blowouts are, and blowout wins, not losses, blowout wins are important. Like, everyone says, oh, a win is a win. Not, not really. Because yeah. does that, does that using those guys on Sunday impact today and their um, availability or maybe an impact of their availability on Tuesday because some of them like it's all a domino effect Mm -hmm. and you know a win is a win so like the White Sox winning that crappy game against the Cubs a couple weeks ago like it is what it is but they have you maybe maybe I'm alone here Steve have you really felt like the White Sox in any game outside of that first one in Detroit have dominated an opponent. Just no, absolutely I, no, but in any I, fa- every facet. Uh, maybe one of those the Cubs games at Wrigley. I have to look at those where they kind but of... Those were all like... They were like 3-1 and 4 nothing or something. Some, right? Yeah, but the Cubs were never in it. But like I, I, the only thing I was going to say was when they were up... When they scored six runs in the first two innings, I'm like, oh, this is going to be... Finally, they're going to kick someone's ass. And then they win 6-5 to five against the yeah. Rays. 3-1 and 4-3 at Wrigley. So like those aren't... No, the, I mean those aren't dom- like I, no. I. I'm just trying to think. Have the White Sox won a game by more than five runs since the opening series? No, we, we've talked about it a few weeks ago. There, it's been. I th- I think I looked up the stat. It was something like uh, they haven't scored more than I think, or won more than by two or three runs. And I, I forget how long. It's been a while. I'll have to, I'd have to look it up specifically. But uh, back to the race series, another one run win where they won three to two. Uh, Dylan Cease only was able to go four and two thirds. Uh, did give up only the one hit, but he just had 101 pitches. Like, that's a lot of pitches for four-plus innings. Uh, luckily, our guy Jake Berger, defenseman, had a nice big big through and homer in the eighth inning, and they held on to win. The bullpen held him on the eighth and the ninth, so they won. So, And that's a big game you take. Like, yes, we stole one on the road against Tampa. You take that yeah, all you, the time. You, you, you owe 100%, especially with Kyle Crick pitching while you're, you know, you're, you were down 2 nothing. They They... Yeah, they came back with a Mendix single, right, to mm-hmm. score Adam Engel and then a home run by Berger to give them the lead, which is absolutely great. Why was it appropriate for Tony to pull Dylan Cease at four and two-thirds against the Rays, but he couldn't do it today? I I, I just... I don't know. Maybe, I, maybe I, there's a conversation I, where, where Cease said, I was good to stay in there longer. Okay, we'll see what you can do, and he didn't. I don't know. I, I, I'm, just, I'm kind of done trying to figure out the logic of it because from now it's pretty much based on the There's no year and a half of evidence. Right? It's, this is what I want to do. This is right. what I feel is going to work. Yeah. And it's the it's FU like, attitude. I'm going to go against the grain absolutely. type of thing. And I wasn't so much on board with that as much until kind of today, even though I kind of contradict myself about not really taking anything Tony says seriously, but he was legit like offended today that people were, that, that questioning, were yeah. questioning his decision. Yep. And really quick, before I forget, so I've seen a lot of uh, talk shows tweeting, like, saying, 
beat reporters, this is your moment to call out the manager. And to me, that's kind of shitty for a talk show host to tell a beat reporter what to do, who's there every single day, who has to tread water carefully to get questions asked of the rest of the season. So you can't be like a talking head or a podcast host like us calling the person out and asking tough questions. You're never going to get talked to again through the rest of the year. Well, so, and that's kind of the problem, right? Like yeah. if they all do it, right? But if the, they like, but, but they won't. They're not the, the yeah, yeah. It's the White Sox media. Like yeah, it's not even and, White Sox. It's they're all independent. They're working for who they work for. Sure, but like you're not getting away with Tony La Russa is not getting away with that if he is the Yankees manager and he has to deal with the New York media. It is a, it is a they're, decision they're, that White Sox. So you know the White Sox control the narrative. Like, they're they're asked the man the media is asking the question, and then there's no follow up to that his answer. Right. Like he'll he's, and he's like I answered your question. And that's it. They are asking it, but there's no follow-up with it. And that's, I think, what people are pissed off. But I don't I, – I, I almost side with some of the beat reporters because what are you going to do? Like you're no, not going to sure. get your questions so, answered the rest of the year. Looking in blowouts and what baseball reference considers blowouts are five-plus runs. Mm-hmm. The White Sox are two and nine. They had a five-run – they won 10-1 one of the first games of the year against Detroit. And then what was the other? I I looked and I couldn't find the other one. Um, so I oh they they beat the Yankees five nothing. That's right on on Sunday night baseball. Yankees so t- Yankees are, tied the Twins by the way. It's now seven seven. So again, we're, yeah, they're played like but they're going to be. We talked. You mentioned it briefly. They're going to be around. The, yeah, if the Yankees win, they're going to be three back in the last column. The Guardians and the Athletics are tied at four. So the Guardians could lose today too. So it's just the division's not. If division's not that good, the Sox are bad, and just and to be even though you're bad because you're gonna play the division that's not good, you're gonna be able to stick around, and we're gonna be here for it. Unfortunately, I think I do. <laughs> I do think that these six games, um, three against the Rangers and three at Detroit. Yeah, that'll it's be not, big. you know it's not. I don't want to say it's now or never, but if not now, then when? Yeah, like, especially against the Tigers, who are I, they're playing a little bit better as of late. I think they're like 500 over the last 10, um, but they're still they still have a lot of problems. Right. Um, I mean, and you have to do some damage because you're going to Houston. You're going mm-hmm. to Houston and then hosting the Blue Jays. I mean, I don't want to say I don't want to be greedy and say you have to win five of these six, but it almost feels like you do. Um, yeah, because and, uh, if they do, and then let's say that that we we'll talk looking ahead now. So let's say they do, and let's say they get swept in Houston, which is not unheard of. I mean, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. And maybe they lose two or three versus the Blue Jays. Okay, that stinks. But if you won five of six, you're still in it because then the Orioles come to town for a four-game set, which is right. even the Orioles aren't like exactly the the what is it? They're not uh, the bottom feeders. That's it. Yeah, that's what the doormats. They're not the doormats. Yeah, but they're not great. And that, and the Sox are at home, so that's you could win some games there. And then I've, and everyone's talked about how this has been a, kind of a popular thing on Twitter how kind of tough the Sox schedule has been. And after this Blue Jays series, the Sox don't really play anybody tough the rest of the year. I mean, the Twins are going to be tough, obviously. Well, they're, they're, um, they're at the Giants. Yeah, but the Giants are a dis- having a disappointing year for sure. Um, I've kind of watched them, and they're that's a three-game set West Coast, but they're I mean, the, good, but they're they're not the Dodgers, I'd say. I, I think, no, but they're they're better than the White Sox. They're a good yeah, team. But, so I are mean, the Twins. I mean, I mean, the Twins are better than the Sox now too. But oh, I'm oh, just talking sure. about the re- throughout the rest of the year. Just looking, they play a lot of games against Cleveland, a lot versus the Twins. July is going to be the month. 
after the Giants, oh, it's, it's definitely yeah. After after the Giants, it's it's all it it's all AL Central. Like yeah, uh, with, the with almost the Rockies the, sprinkled yeah, in. Yeah, almost the entire month of July is the AL Central. So and, if and you, even going into even going into August, I mean, you are not playing after the Giants. So after the Giants, you have the AL Central. Mm-hmm. You have at Colorado for a set of two. You're hosting Oakland for three. You are. These are. These don't include all of the other. Um, mm-hmm. These are just not AL Central teams. You're at Texas for four, and then other than that, it's all AL Central until Monday, August fifteenth. Mm-hmm. There's a four game so, set versus the Astros. So it's bad teams and the AL Central until August fifteenth. I mean, you're gonna have a month and a half, and if you're not if you're not five or six up. On August fifteenth, you're gonna you're gonna hold on to your butt. I mean, I guess even in August, other than the the Astros, it's not good teams and the AL Central. I mean, you are really, and then you play the Padres at the end of the year in September, and other than that, it's the AL Central. So I mean, it's yeah. I mean, the Twins have the kind of the same boat. The Sox have too. Keep in mind they're playing the AL Central. They are going to be playing the. They have a couple four games against the Brewers in July, and a couple against the and three games against the Padres. But then, and the Twins' August is tough. They play the Blue Jays. They play the Dodgers. They have to go to Anaheim. They have to go to the Astros. They have to go to the Giants. They have to go to Boston. So the Twins' August is going to be tough on them. So if the Zoc could just kick some ass in July, they could really run away with it in August, assuming they could start just playing better. Yeah, I mean, that's that, and that's why I always, I, I think I've said this maybe a hundred times. I don't necessarily care what the Twins do because... Mm-hmm. Either the White Sox are going to be good enough, and it doesn't really matter what the Twins do, or they're not going to be good enough and like lumping into the playoffs. Like maybe you get lucky, so it matters like a very small amount to me. Um, but I don't know. Like the White Sox are either going to get right or they're not. Like, yeah, that's yeah. Um, it's and again, and that sounds so cliche, but it's I, the, the White Sox are either going to go on a mm-hmm. twelve and two run or they're not. Yeah, the simplest way to put it is in. You have a real opportunity the whole month of July to see, to let I guess your the team and the front office know where you are and are you going to make a trade at the end of the month or or not type of thing and we'll see and that's what's frustrating because these are games that they could have there's games they could have won like I said they're like they're, they could potentially be three back in the loss column today I could think of three games right now that they could have won. You know the 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 Cleveland game where they gave up six runs in the ninth inning, uh, the Dodgers game today day. they could have won. That's two. An open day. That's three. There's three. I didn't even look at schedule. Just right and now. It's like they had that stupid walk off loss at the Twins to get swept. Yeah. I mean, there are mm-hmm. there's just a and at a the same point there hasn't bad. been many games that the Sox have stolen. Like I don't think. I mean, we kind of no, say the that one right. in Tampa. Just yeah. the one in Tampa. That's right. the first time that I thought that they. Absolutely stolen. I mean, they definitely stole the win against the Cubs too. But is that mm-hmm. yeah? I is mean, that that's, stealing a win? The Cubs? I don't really know. That was that just was too. Just that was too. Nobody hitting yeah. and bad base running and pitching yeah, and mean, all that stuff. I, all but right. really, I think the Twins. The Twins game was the one that they stole, or mm-hmm. not the Twins one. The Rays. The Rays. Is the yep. one that they stole. Like yep. I, I can't think of another game where I was like, "Wow, they absolutely got away with one." Maybe, maybe the um, the finale against Boston at Boston with yeah. pitching yeah. the way he did. Yeah, like, we, I don't know that they stole that. It's we like also caught back. Boston at the perfect time when they were just scuffling and nothing was, yeah. nothing was going right for them. So, all right. Um, 
we mentioned briefly that Blue Jay series, not much to talk about. They got swept in Toronto, which you would have liked to take one of those. So that way that road trip is a three and three road trip, much better than a two and which four. Which we talked road trip. about, right? Yeah, we, much better. I think your exact words were don't get swept by anybody. <laughs> yep, and they did. <laughs> so if that three and three, again, these are just stuff that these all add up and it's frustrating, but we gotta keep an eye on it. Uh is there any so we talked a little bit about Kate when Casey was on kind of how the roster is going to be set up. So Eloy Jimenez, they're not calling it a setback. Um, they're just saying they're being cautious with him because he had general sore or regular hamstring soreness or quad soreness, whatever it was. And Rick Hahn mentioned something that this is the same type of soreness that Lynn had and Grandal had when they had the similar injury. Mm-hmm. But they happened to have it when they were with the team and Eloy is having it now. So we're just going to push it. So whatever. So he and they said Tim Anderson, hopefully by the next road trip, so that would be Monday, will be starting his rehab assignment. Um, and Lance Lynn kind of got rocked in his last rehab assignment, but I don't, I can't put too much into that because he might just have been working on something. Yeah, that's right. I think he's probably just throwing fastballs yeah. to build himself up. Like exactly. I'm not really, yeah, I'm not really worried about rehab starts. Yeah. So they said he's going to come back to Chicago this weekend, see where he's at, and then potentially uh, start a game coming up. So that'll be coming back. Uh, the big roster decision is going to be, like Casey said, is Sheets going to stay on the team? And if Berger keeps hitting, he can't. When if Tim and Eli come back, he just can't. There's no, you can't send Jake Berger back down. With no, the you just can't do it. No, I, 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 no, you sure, you really can't. Um, and I, yeah, I mean, yeah. I get if that left- matters. I, I guess, like to me, you just have to look at like the splits of left-handed hitting versus. With Jake Berger, and I, I don't know it off the top of my head, but it just has to be better than Gavin Sheets. Mm-hmm. Well, Gavin Sheets is just lost right now. He's, I don't know, he just... Oh, I'm he's sorry, just, against right-handed hitters. Yeah, he's, he, Gavin hitters. Sheets and Grandal both look just lost, where they don't know what to do. Like, there's no plan when they come up, and I don't know. They, I want it's Grand- weird to me, because I think part of it is, like, I don't know if Grandal looks lost to me, where, like, he's still, he's not striking out a ton. He's striking out more lately, but he's just... He's also not very good. He's but well, he's missing pitches that are down the middle when he's swinging. He's swinging and missing at yeah, pitches down the I'm, middle. So yeah, that's why he's just it's he's, just it's gross to watch yeah. him play. That's why I say lost because to me that that means you're guessing something else or you're just trying to pick up the ball with like you trying to sit on one pitch instead ex- of exactly. So if you're like, oh, I'm going to sit on a curveball here and here comes a slider down the middle, you're going to whiff type of thing. Or I'm going to sit on a fastball, yeah. and that's that's why I think maybe. I don't know. I could give him a 10 day IL stint and just, just chill out. We have said it a thousand better. times, just, but I don't think he, I mean, he's, he's publicly their, said his legs hurt, right? Like he has publicly said that. Who's their other catch. Who's the catcher in, in Charlotte? Do they have one? <laughs> oh, they have a few. The one on German, the 40 German man rosters. He's a, he was a catcher. That's, that's their one catcher on the 40 man. It's just like, how many games does German need to catch in a four game, like in a 10 day IL stint? One, two yeah. maybe. Well, I mean, I mean like, Yerman's not exactly tearing it up at AAA. He's hit a couple bombs, but he's but not. that's not but but like I you're not calling up Yerman mm-hmm. to be good. You're calling up Yerman to let Yaz be good after we're at June 9th now, starting on June twentieth. Like yeah. that's that's what you're you're trying yep. to do. They're, they're like you're, to. I mean, at some point they're going to have to. So, I mean, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah just, you want to you want to look ahead at the next. Two series? Yeah, so we got the Rangers coming up. Yeah, so 
what do you know about the Texas Rangers? I don't watch much Texas okay, Rangers. Okay, so baseball. the Rangers, yeah, unfortunately, um, unfortunately for the White Sox, uh, Corey Seager's really starting to heat up, and so is um, Simeon. So it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be something else. Um, but I'm looking at the matchups for on tomorrow with Davis Martin and Glenn Ott. Um, if you Glenn Ott got absolutely shelled by the Red Sox in one of his starts. If you look at his other seven starts, he has like a 2.7 ERA. And I know we can't just like take away the bad performance, but the the like the 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 blueprint for the Rangers is really there with him is get him 5 6 innings and uh turn it over to the bullpen. They they win um especially for them. They win more. They're five and three when he starts. And one of the games they lost, he went six innings, gave up two earned runs. Um, so they uh, and the two of his losses were against Houston, or not losses, but two of the games that he pitched where they lost. Because I don't, I'm not a huge fan of pitcher wins like I think most people are these days. Um, I'm, I, I, I have a hard time finding a way for the White Sox to win tomorrow. Um, I don't see a huge path for victory, uh, to be honest. I think that they're not going to chase Glenn out, out of the game. And Davis Martin, I, you know what, like, bless his heart, but if he can give you five innings pitch and give up three runs, you'll take that every day yeah. of the week. Um, and I just don't, you know, I don't know that the White Sox can score so the, more than the, three the runs. The current over-under is nine. Taking the over or the under in this game? <laughs> <laughs> I would. I, I'm going to take the under. Okay. Um, well, that's a so that's that. So you, that a five to four win win by the Sox would not beat it. So that's not nine's not a lot of runs. It's pretty low, but no. And I think like I'm really excited. I I'm definitely going on Saturday to see uh, Lucas Giolito and Martin Perez. I think that's going to be and to get that Hawaiian shirt. And yeah. <laughs> I, yep. Remember, get giveaway days. Get yep. there when the gates open. You'll be just fine. Um, for those of you who are new, just trust me. Yep. That's the way to do it. 20,000 seems like a lot, but they go quick. They do go quick. Um, so Martin Perez has been pitching. He's just, yeah, yeah, he's had a great year. He has a whip under one. Mm-hmm. Uh, ERA, one a buck and a half. I mean, he can, he can, he can spin it. And Giolito at home, I think, just him being... Um, just being at home helps. I mean, I don't know that daytime Giolito has had that tough of a time in 2022. I don't even know how many day games he's pitched. Um, but it's not been a huge story, at least. Um, I am expecting the White Sox to win that game just because while they don't smash lefties, it means Tony doesn't put all the bad lefties in the lineup, which just so happens to help. Um and then going looking at the series finale, um, you you have, you know, you have Kopech pitching, so you just expect to win that game. Yes, the Kopech last two against- the last two games Giolito pitched at home was against Cleveland in seven innings, gave up uh, just the one run, six hits, and then he faced Boston, another three to one win, pitched six, only gave up the one run. So he's been good at home. He only has uh, one loss at home, and that was back in April versus the angels so and even then he only gave up three runs in six innings so it wasn't didn't get shelled but yeah i do think it looks like he's much better at home uh, than on the road at least at least i don't i don't have any day night splits in front of me but i do see him being much better at home than on the road 
Yeah, I mean, he's 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 been good at home. I mean, I've I've been to enough of the games to mm-hmm. you just feel a difference with him, and it, I I don't know. So I'm expecting that to be a, a great game, and then Sunday you expect the White Sox to win, but it wouldn't shock me if they lose two or three to the Rangers. I mean, it wouldn't, but at the same time, it wouldn't shock me if they win two out of three, how they playing too. It's just, that's, what's annoying is right. Wouldn't be I, shocked I guess like it's, the other. it's, and that's, you're right. That's the frustrating part. Like you should be shocked that they don't beat the Rangers in a series. Like at that home, should, yeah. at, especially at home. That should be shocking. Yeah. But I mean, the, the matchup be, on, the matchup on Sunday should be the one to win Colbeck versus gray. And gray's kind of got to been beat up a little bit this year. And, We'll right. see. Um, I mean, couple day games though, so yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you have the extra day game on Saturday for reasons. I guess I don't. I don't know why. It's not on Fox or anything. Or it's just one of those no, games. It's, it's just really, a summer game in June where let's get a nice crowd. These are usually yeah. These are usually the six o'clock games, right? Yeah, just a nice game. Like, there's yeah. actually one. There's two. There's another one. The 25th of June is a day game I as well. The, Saturday against the Orioles, right? Yeah. So there's also that's that. the giveaway. That's the but Eli uh, and Robert. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Eli yeah, could be back by then. Fingers crossed. We'll see. So uh, I, I do think, and then moving into Detroit, I'm I'm hoping we see, I'm hoping that we see uh, Lance Lynn in that in that start. You're going to see Johnny Cueto pitch in a big ballpark, which I think that mm-hmm. whoever, like I don't know who the other pitcher is. Um, well, I don't know. Just it's not that far out yet. That's four games out, five games out. So Right. So you're, you're going to see him, and then you're going to see Dylan Cease, who just absolutely bumps slay, so expect him to shove. And then I think in the finale, you should see, you know, you should be able to see mm-hmm. Lance Lynn. Yeah. So, like, just go win games. We've said it <laughs> so many times. Yeah, just it's just, win yeah, again, games. if they just won today, you win back-to-back series against two really good teams, especially yeah. a team like the Dodgers. Yeah. And it's frustrating. It is. And, you know, I'm sure there's other teams that feel that have these frustrations too. And we've talked about like looking across MLB stats and things like that. Like the Phillies, I'm sure feel Philly fans feel a lot like White Sox fans do. Like we have all this talent. Why aren't we winning? And the angels, we have all this talent. Why are we winning? They're just not. And there's a handful of teams in baseball right now that are winning. Uh, Yankees being one of them. And they just took the lead on the twins, by the way. Even though I know you don't care what the Twins do, I still always like it when the Twins lose. They're my most yeah, the hated Angels, team ever. The Angels lost a game yesterday, one nothing, right? Yep. I mean, despite the Nickelback, they couldn't get the Nickelback yeah, to help them. Yeah. yeah, but you know what? I applaud them for being weird and trying things. That seems like a Joe Madden thing, though. He was Mister Weird, sure like pajama par- pajama yeah, parties and all that. So it, it, it sure does seem like a Joe Madden thing. But I mean, like Joe Madden did hire the rest of the coaching staff, so mm-hmm. it, it makes sense. But like, What's, I like. What's funny I is they have they have one more win than the Sox. They have twenty seven wins and they've lost ten in a row, or however many in a row it is fourteen oh. in a row. They yeah, twenty seven wins. Yep, fourteen in a row, and they have more wins than your Chicago White Sox. But everything's so goofy now because the schedules are all off. Like they they also have thirty one losses compared to the Sox's twenty six loss, or I'm sorry, twenty nine losses. So everything's nothing's lined up. Um, sure, nothing's lined that, up. That's, right now. That's fair. If the, I, if the I, Angels oh. win today, don't they? No, I guess they don't have. No, they probably do have a better winning percentage, yep. despite losing fourteen in a row. So I, 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 I mean, you have to make a run at some point, and hopefully, with Tim Anderson coming back, mm-hmm. that helps. That's obviously going to help. You're not, you know. I think that's yeah. The last time we talked, Tim Anderson went down, so it was kind of 
we were waiting on news, I think, official. Like, we knew he was hurt, but the three-week timeline seems to be lining up. So, right. assuming there's no setbacks, that's that's good news to have him back. Because uh, if he's out for any significant number of time, big trouble. <laughs> big trouble yeah. for the team that I mean, can't, yeah. can't hit yeah. right now. Yeah, uh, when you take away one of your three guys that can hit. Now, let's, let's throw something out just dumb to – what what's like a dumb like what's just try it suggestion do you have to get something going do you have anything like something they could do bat, bat jose o'brady leadoff just i mean like, he's hitting the ball just take your take your take your ops and from top to bottom that's your batting order that day like just do things play andrew vaughn at second base because your outfielders are much better than your infielder like Andrew, whatever Andrew Vaughn loses at defense in second base, AJ Pollock being able to play left field is so much better than Josh Harrison with the bat mm-hmm. that like you just have to try things, right? Like try it, see what happens. Yeah. You, you don't. It's not going to hurt. No, it's not. But I, I, I don't know. I just something with the lineup as as goofy as that is fine. I mean, Andrew Vaughn hitting lead off until Tim gets back, or or move Tim down in the lineup when he gets back because he's hitting the ball. So you want, if there's a guy on base, let's drive someone in because I mean, it seems like he's on base, gets stranded things. at second base every first, every game. So like you can play Andrew Vaughn at second base once a week. Yeah. Like it's not going to, it's, he did it last year. He played a game at second base, a full game last year. So it's not like it's like they're afraid he's going to get hurt at second base. They just don't think he's going to be very good at it. And he probably won't be. But when has Josh Harrison made a play that you're just like, wow, that was a great play? Because mm-hmm. I, I don't think there's been one. <laughs> so, I don't know. Maybe the Sox can bring back Billy Hamilton for some fun in the dugout. How about that? I mean, like, I when was the last time the White Sox attempted to steal a base? Well, they are. Uh, they do lead the league in they're, stolen they're perfect, base percentage. Right? No, they're I think like ninety six percent. They're like twenty. It was, there's, it's over ninety percent. I think it's something like twenty. Five for 28, 26 for 28 or something like that. Yeah, it's really good. Um, but when was the last time they attempted one? I don't know. Um, probably if it's been, a, who knows, probably been a bit because the Sox, it seems like, have guys on base and just don't score. I, I was joking today that before, uh, I think it was Pollock's double, someone's double, um, a ground rule double that we don't want to walk here because that means the bases are going to be loaded and the Sox right. just don't score when the bases are loaded. It's just, it's a, Weird thing that's happening, and there's guys that are good on the team, like Liam Hendricks, good. Michael Kopech, good. Jose Abreu starting to hit well, starting to hit better. Andrew Vaughn, really good. And then it's just you can't have a black hole at the bottom of the lineup when you've got a lineup with Josh Harrison, Reese McGuire, all the McGuire's hitting a little bit, and then yeah. yes, Like you can't have those three in a row. You just can't right. do it. Yeah. And you can't have three outs. Um, but they are, and I don't I, – I, I think – Back to the lineup thing, I think, or I'm sorry, the roster. If Eloy and Tim Anderson come back, I think you've got to get Harrison's got to be the odd man out. You can't send Mendick back down. Harrison's got to be DFA'd. Yeah, it's just yeah, he's, it's he's, I, and I don't think the Sox have any loyalty to Josh Harrison's. I wouldn't be surprised if that happened. Well, I think that's just what think, it is. Yeah, I mean, yep, because again, Danny Mendick is, you know, we've talked about like I we've talked in our group chat length. And it's it's it was funny because like it like my Danny Mendick support was once mostly a joke, but like he went one for five today 
with an RBI and one of his outs, it's like one for five is much better than whatever Josh Harrison. Well, Harrison did, did have a triple today, so he had a triple he today. He did. <laughs> absolutely. Is that? But, but. Yeah. I mean, like Danny Mendick's on base percentage is still 322. I mean, it's. Yeah. He's not good. Like, we can't he's pretend a that. Fine player to have fine. on the team. He's, he's very much. Fine. He's very much fine. Mm-hmm. And I think that sending Danny Mendick down actually sends a message to the team that, like, whatever. Like, you're just going to be able to do whatever you want because we're not getting rid of anybody. There, well, yeah. I mean, I mean with, I, with I, the, the exception of Dallas Keiko, who was just. He's on the Arizona Diamondbacks AAA team now. Yeah, good making, for him. making a come. I wonder if his so if he makes an innings limit with them, that contract. No, so was his contract South, is right? his contract is done, and now how it works is any money that he makes with another team mm-hmm. uh, takes away money from the White Sox. Gotcha. So we should be cheering for him to make the uh, Diamondbacks. Yeah, so absolutely, come on, Dallas, go out there and so give up some pop ups out there in that inside stadium that's pretty big in Arizona. Before this gets wrapped up, Steve, we always do this. Six games before we probably talk again. <laughs> okay. What what do they have to do? Let's look at the schedule. For here. you so it's the three with Texas. Yep. And and yeah, we'll Detroit. talk next Thursday, yeah. Yeah. Um, so what do they have to do? I mean four and two with a I mean, I would love five and one of sweep of the Tigers in Detroit. I think that'd be awesome to sweep a division opponent. And I take two or three from the Rangers, but if they took if they lose two or three of the Rangers and sweep the Tigers, I think I'll be not as happy as a both two out of three and two out of three. If that makes sense, even though it's the yeah. same win, I, I just mean, don't like losing to, two or three at home. Yeah, for me to be happy, they gotta win five, five and if one in the next six. If they're four and two, that's fine. If it's anything, if it's three and three, something went wrong. Yeah, yeah, I think you know that Sunday matchup against the Rangers we talked about. Is a big favorable matchup. Uh, Giolito at home kind of favors them a little bit. Uh, so you could win Saturday and Sunday. Hopefully they do. And tomorrow, uh, like, Glenn Ott is a rookie. Mm-hmm. So, you know, maybe they, they could – they should be favorites in yeah. all of these games. And they probably will be betting favorites in yeah. all of these games. They should be. Yeah, so I think realistically I would love a 5-1 and one thing where they, you know – they sweep the Rangers, win the first two in Detroit, then lose the getaway game because that's what they teams do. They punt on the, the getaway game on the road, especially the after. The good news is the, the getaway game on the road mm-hmm. is followed by a day off the next day. So that's maybe true. That, uh, maybe that helps them a little bit. A little um, bit. With Wait, their, well, that, just, it could be the Lance Lynn start, right? It could also be the Lance Lynn start. It yeah. probably should be the Lance Lynn start because. It better be. We don't have, we don't want him starting versus the Astros, who own no, him. first game back. Who own him, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I mean, I I will feel good if it's five and one. I will feel fine if it's four and two. Mm-hmm. And three. I'll be disappointed if it's three and three. Yeah, yeah. And I think <laughs> knowing the Sox, they'll go three and three, and everyone else in the division will too. And we'll be exactly where we are right now with another goofy thing. Good uh, chance of it. We'll, we'll see what happens. Hopefully, the Sox have some fun this weekend at home. Uh, the weather looks pretty decent this weekend, so hopefully there'll be some good crowds there. And hopefully they'll be having fun there and not doing the wave and watching the game and booing Tony La Russa and booing Larry Garcia or booing Tony through Larry Garcia, which is what I believe happened uh, on Wednesday versus the Dodgers, where they were booing him for striking out, even though Tony put him in a leadoff spot. All right, uh, we're wrapping up this week. Hopefully looking forward to a really good finish of this homestand versus the Rangers and then a 
beating a division opponent in Detroit. The schedule's so weird. Like, why the random three games in Detroit then going to Houston? Whoever makes the schedule is goofy. I don't like this. Make it does. It doesn't feel like good. If that makes sense. Like the Astros are an AL West team. Then you go back to the AL East. So they play the Central, the West, and the East, and then yeah. back to the West, the AL West. It's goofy. Baseball. It's that's that computer program thing. Remember there was yeah. years ago where yeah. the, it was like oh, yeah, that couple, couple, the old couple, yeah, yeah, that did it. Yeah, much better. Everything used to be better. There were steroids. There was home runs. There was, there was Fox. There was ESPN Sunday Night Baseball without A Rod. Bud like, Selig, who yeah. was, who would have thought that we'd be like, oh, that was much better. Yeah, he kind of took care of the the game and swept stuff under the rug, <laughs> and all that stuff. Was good at lying, so it's kind of what you need in a commissioner. All right. Uh, thanks, Casey, for jumping on. So, Casey, hope you are uh, resting here on this Thursday night and listening to us tomorrow. Or maybe you're listening to us like at 2 a.m. on Friday because you're up with your with your new kid. You can follow him on Twitter at Casey Bogoslaw for lots of stats and lots of lots of uh, gifts of Dr. John Hammond from Jurassic Park. So, again, I really hate that man every time Tony does something. You can follow Teller on Twitter at RegionRat14. You can follow the main show's account on Twitter at ConcoursePod. Uh, I might be going to the game tomorrow. We'll see. I don't know. Kind of depends on the weather. And uh, my buddy and I have been talking about going for a while and need to head down and, and have a hot dog or at least enjoy myself slightly. Maybe buy one of those new Father's Day hats that they have this year. I'm a big fan of those. Pick one of those up. There you uh, go. Also, guys, you can subscribe to the show on iTunes, on Spotify, on uh, Podbean, whatever your favorite podcast app is. Search the Outfield Concourse. Hit subscribe. We'll be there for you generally every Thursday, Friday, depending on how the series works out. Um, after that off day on the 16th, the Sox have a stretch of games without an off day until the 30th. So lots of lots of, man, lots of load management coming up, especially with guys coming off the injured list. Tyler, thanks as always for joining. It's always fun despite the weirdness and dumbness <laughs> that is this season. Everyone else, thank you for listening. We will see you next week. <laughs> Oh, my God.